We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the award-winning fantasy basketball podcast by Rotowire, brought to you by Underdog Fantasy and FanDuel. Today is Friday, January 19th, 2024. Alex Barutha here with Shannon McEwen and Ken K-Train Kreitz. All aboard. Uh, let's jump right into the news. The shorthanded Indiana Pacers go to Sacramento and beat the suddenly struggling Kings 126 to 121. There was no Halliburton, no Nemhard, no Siakam. Our guy, the cockroach, TJ McConnell, 20 points. 10 dimes. Uh, Kings got only 16 points off their bench. Harrison Barnes had two points and one rebound in 22 minutes. Although Kevin Herter is, is kind of back. Uh, yeah. I'm, glad Mike, uh, I'm glad Mike Brown realized that uh, Chris Duarte sucks and has <laughs> just stopped playing him. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like, let's just give Herter 39 minutes because, you know, he we'd rather hot. have that. Seven, seven triples. Seven triples. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Shannon, what do you think of this uh, this Kings team? They're kind of struggling. You know, last year was a was a big sort of breakout year for them in the playoffs. They looked good against Golden State in the first round. They're twenty three and eighteen right now. They're kind of in that that mix of like New Orleans, Dallas, Phoenix, and kind of like Utah and LA right now. Yeah, I mean, it certainly hasn't been going as well as it did last year. I think uh, <clears throat> general consensus, or at least in my mind, is they played a little bit above their heads. Um, but 23 and 18, you're still above 500, seven games out from the number one seed. No one's really running away with the West. I mean, Minnesota looks good, 30 wins, 30 and 11, but they're still in the mix. I expect the Kings to be in the playoffs. I just, I also don't believe they were as good as they were last year. Um, you, you could still see them improve from here. They're probably going to be in the market to add some pieces, um, Keegan Murray has kind of stepped up and, and claimed that number three role, or if you want to say Malik Monk's still the number three role, then we'll call Keegan Murray number four. But he has stepped up. He's having a better year. I think we'll see continued growth from him. So, I mean, if I'm a Kings fan in general, I'm not worried. Four straight losses. I think they might be playing bound, though. We'll see. Pelicans, Mavs, and Kings fighting for those last two spots to avoid the play-in. Uh, Ken, let's go to uh, the next game last night. Yeah, Jalen Brunson scores 41 on 14 of 27 shooting versus the woeful Wizards. Dante DiVincenzo with 19 points. Guys, should we always bet the over 
on guard scoring versus this Washington backcourt? Maybe, yeah, but uh, you buried the lead because Shannon's Marvin Bagley went for 20 and 11 with uh. two assists, <laughs> two steals, and three That's blocks. Right. Starting for uh, Daniel Gafford, who has a concussion. Concussion, yeah, in for Gafford. Right away, like right off the bus from Detroit and starting. Well, he's yeah. the only other center they have on the roster. Yeah, that, it, that that exactly. That's what he had working for him is they just had no other centers. They definitely would have went small. You know, even I mentioned this on previous shows, but even Gallinari was getting some minutes at the five yep. for, for this Wizards team. So it's not a surprise with Gafford out to see Bagley get 39 minutes. You know, and he is a guy where if he's playing 35 plus minutes, he's going to probably put together a pretty impressive line. I don't think it, it I all, all it does on the fantasy side is cloud Gafford and Begley's value yeah. moving forward because Gafford had his opportunity the first 40 games of the season and really wasn't able to run away with it. So I expect Begley will eat into Gafford's time. You know, Gafford was already rarely topping 30 minutes anyways, but Begley will get some minutes. They'll both get minutes. They might even, you know, swap starts on occasion. And both will have middling like 14 team value, but 10 and 12 team leagues long term. I don't expect either to have much value if for the immediate, especially in daily pickup leagues. Bagley obviously is an option while Gafford's out. How does money how does money bags a professional NBA player go 0 for 5 from the charity stripe? How does that happen? Um, I don't know because it he maybe he he shouldn't be being paid thirteen million dollars in the first place. <laughs> there's a lot of uh, there's a lot the, of I, the rest know, of the team did the rest of the Wizards did not miss a free throw, but money bags went over five. A little box score oddity there. Uh, Brunson though did light him up. He also had eight dimes and eight reborn or rebounds and three stocks. A great in daily or wagering. I feel like the guards facing Washington always a good move. Alex. Take us to that exciting game in Utah. Yeah, the Thunder. They ended Utah's six-game win streak. Uh, Utah has been absolutely on fire. Like one of the top, I think, five teams in the NBA over the past month in terms of record. They play really well at home. Colin Sexton is ranked 37th in fantasy over the past two weeks. Absolutely cooking. Really efficient. Um, I don't know. Ken, do you think this is – I mean – Utah now is 22 and 21. They're in that kind of mix we talked about with Sacramento, where they're within like two games of the seventh seed. It's kind of unclear. Like, are they going to, you know, they walk in Drew Holiday before the season, apparently. Uh, Do they go in? Do they go in to try and make a win now? Are they going to try to sell off some guys? Like, if you have, if you have anybody on Utah's roster on your fantasy team, are you (laughs) panicked? Are you like, I got to sell high? Colin Sexton, I'm out. You know, maybe, Walker maybe. Kessler, I'm buying. I don't know. I don't know. The Kessler minutes are frustrating as heck. He got 24 off the bench last night. Did have his three blocks. I mean, if you need if you need blocks, he's still getting those left and right. He, he, you know, Dunn has been a huge part of this turnaround. Before last night, they were 12-2 and two with Dunn as the starter uh, when he got injected into the starting lineup. That's really the defensive play. They only gave him 13 minutes last night, though, which is odd. I think because they're plan from behind uh especially in the second half but uh you know i like clarkson you know i prefer to have clarkson coming off the bench lighting up second teams for points like he did last night 
35 minutes, 18 shot attempts for Clarkson last night. I think he's a, he's kind of a buy cheap guy, but, uh, you know, Danny Ainge is probably, I don't know, frustrated by their winning. It's weird. And it screws up the rebuild. It, it is a tough one, you know, for, from that standpoint, I mean, it, there's tons to take away. Chris Dunn is kind of just that placeholder starter. You know, 13 minutes last night, like Ken said, um, he hasn't, he, the most amount of minutes he's played in the past four games is 21 minutes, 17, 17, 21, 13. He, he's been, even when he does play his full allotment of minutes, it's like at, at peak, it's like 26 minutes as the starter. Um, but it's frustrating for guys if you're stashing Kessler, hoping that he eventually gets those starter minutes or Keontae George, same thing, especially after Keontae had that stint in, in the starting lineup prior to his injury. Um, it's tough to know what to do with the way they're performing right now, the way they're winning. I I don't think they're just going to sell off all their veterans. They still might move a Clarkson, a Collins, or a Linux, but I don't think all three are necessarily going to be moved, whereas a month ago, I would have thought that was going to be the case. Um, but from a fantasy standpoint, I'm holding on most of these guys. I mean, Sexton in particular has just been an absolute beast for this team. You can't you know, take he, him out of that starting lineup, can you? No, absolutely not. I mean, before before last night's game, he had a stretch of tw- 13 games as the starter, but he was only playing 24 and a half minutes per game. Absolutely b- crushing it in those 24 and a half minutes per game. I mean, his per 36 this year is 26 points, 3.9 rebounds, 6 assists, 1.1 steals, 2.2 three-pointers, shooting 49% from the floor, 89% from the line. This is why this is one of the reasons why I was always so high on Sexton is that efficiency from the guard spot. Uh, and he's proven that this year and still doing it, even when he's playing just, a, you know, 25 to 30 minutes most nights. I, I'm holding him just in case this run continues and he creeps up, his minutes continue to creep up like the 34 he saw last night. Well, they, they have a good amount of money invested in Sexton too. Like when he, when he was traded, um, to Utah, it was on a four-year, seventy million dollar contract. So it's like they they would like for him to, I think, be good. They don't want to like, uh, you know, uh, just keep him on the bench playing fifteen minutes. Um, okay, let's uh, let's talk about our friends at Underdog Fantasy. They're the number one platform for NBA best ball and DFS player pickup contests. If you haven't tried Underdog yet, new Underdog users receive a first-time deposit bonus up to one hundred dollars and even more valuable, a free six-month subscription to RotoWire with promo code oh. RWNBA. That's promo code RWNBA. Visit underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog app today and use promo code RWNBA to claim your free RotoWire subscription and deposit bonus. That's code RWNBA. Okay, gentlemen, let's go to the fan feedback. We've got a question from Paul that's rather detailed. He's saying, which of these two players should I hold? That includes, the, so from, uh, which two do you keep between Duncan Robinson, Alex Caruso, Dante DiVincenzo, Nas Reed, Bruce Brown, and Larry Nance Jr.? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think some of this is a question of like, are you looking for upside? Which I think I would say you are because all of these guys are like at the end of your bench. Um, I, as, as anybody who listens to this podcast knows, I'm very partial to Nas Reed, um, mostly because of his upside, 
And again, you're how many times are you starting these guys in any given week? So I would say Reed is one of them. Other than that, I mean, I am curious to see what Bruce Brown does in Toronto. You know, I think he has top 80 upside. He's a little disappointing in Indiana. But I'll I'll defer to you, Shannon, if you have a strong opinion on any of these guys. For me, Caruso and Dante were the two that I immediately defaulted to. They're both top 80 values over the past month. Both are starting for those teams. And unless there's additional moves made, I, I would expect both to stick in the starting lineup as well. Those are the two there. I'm defaulting to Dante and Caruso. Bruce Brown is is an interesting guy to see how Toronto does deploy him. But I also it also seems like they could dangle him in future trades. Um, it's it's I don't know if he has a fit in immediately in the starting lineup. They started Gary Trent at the two last night with Bruce Brown. I believe was Bruce Brown unavailable or did he play? I I, I don't think he played. Yeah, I think he might have been unavailable. So. You know, I want to see, do they do they put Bruce Brown in that starting two spot? That could add him to the mix, but right now it's Dante and Caruso for me. Oh, he did he did play. There was some confusion about it. He did end up playing. 15 points, yeah. 7 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal in 25 minutes. Yeah, a lot of minutes off the bench. I don't know whether the bench is a, you know will, will continue or if he'll start, as Shannon mentioned. I mean, their bench is terrible, regardless. Terrible. Like, they could yeah. play him 35 minutes off the bench, because who yeah. else is there? So, yeah. Um, all right. Next question about Memphis. Uh, would you guys add uh, good old Salty Aldam- Aldama? Oh, boy, I butchered that one. Uh, in a 12-team league, generally referring to all those injuries in Memphis. Um, I, Maybe. It's hard to say. He's very fringe. Like, I think his, his upside I don't think is particularly high um, in a points league. You need him to get at least 25 minutes a game consistently, I think, for it to be worth it. And even then, kind of borderline. Um, Came off the bench last night, did not start. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a fine add and then see what happens. But if he's, again, if he's not seeing 25 minutes consistently, it's not worth it. Yeah, with, with the Grizzlies, someone has to play, someone has to get minutes. He saw those 25 minutes last night. His offensive rating was 74%, not great. But he had 13 points, five rebounds. Uh, one block, one steal, a couple three pointers. I'm interested to see if he could st- if he can carve out 25 to 30 minutes. He's ob- I think he'll earn a 12 team role. That's to be determined. I'm fine grabbing him, stashing him if he if you need threes in particular and you have room on your bench. You have a cuttable cuttable player right now. Then I think Odama's worth a look in 12 in in many 12 teamers. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. And one last one, gentlemen. Should I hold Luke Kennard or Gigi Jackson going forward in a points league? Well, we're going to talk about both those guys uh later so uh, basically right now so stick around for another five minutes and uh we will we will talk about both of those guys all right that's it for the fan feedback section uh let's jump into the waiver wire uh how this works each uh, of the three of us have two regular waiver wire pickups guys rostering in less than 50 percent of leagues and then a long shot guys rostering 25 percent or fewer of leagues busy week next week uh, 12 teams with four games. The rest have three games. No two-game weeks. Um, so just keep that in mind. Uh, my first waiver wire suggestion. It's going to come with a lot of caveats. So uh, don't don't take this blindly. <laughs> GG Jackson from Memphis, 36% rostered. Here's the story. Okay. He was the number one ranked player in the 2022, excuse me, the 2023 high school class. He reclassified to 2022 and played at South Carolina last year. He sucked. He was terrible. (laughs) He scored 15 points a game on 38, 32, 68 shooting. He had more than twice as many turnovers to assist. 2.7 turnovers to 0.8 assists. Terrible. He dropped to the 45th pick in the draft this year and signed a two-way deal. So he's been playing in the G League. Okay, and he was fine. 50% shooting, 19 points a game, and six appearances. But then, uh, you go, uh, Coach Taylor Jenkins is like, hey, look, uh, everybody on this team is hurt. We have no playmakers. Uh, The one thing Gigi Jackson does is he puts the ball in the basket, or at least is able to get the ball in the air towards the basket. (laughs) Um, So they played him 27 minutes. He scored 20 points, six rebounds. Played him 29 minutes. The next game, 23 points, six rebounds. Great. Good efficiency. Shocking. Last game, yesterday against Minnesota. Tough matchup. 10 point or 10 minutes for GG Jackson. 1.3 rebounds, over three. Not foul trouble. He had two fouls. What do you make of this? Versus the best defense in the league. Sure. What do you make of this? I have no idea. Um, (laughs) Look, one of these games, John Conchar did not play. He was just a DMP. Very bizarre. Uh, The next game, uh, I think it was Aldama. One of the the other games, Aldama was out. Okay. Um, So my caveat with this is, look, 
Memphis has four games next week. So if you pick him up and he sees like 15 minutes, it'll, it's not going to be great, but it's not going to be like the end, the end of your fantasy team. I would just see what happens tomorrow. Memphis plays Chicago. If Gigi Jackson plays 10, 12, 13 minutes again, I'm just out. Look, this guy, again, 38% shooting in college, 2.7 turnovers, 0 point assists. If he plays 13 minutes a game, I'm just out. If he plays 25 minutes, maybe even 22 minutes, four-game week next week, you, you, we all know the injury situation. It's fine to go in and see what happens. That's my yes. feel. Yeah, 10 teamers I think you can safely avoid for now and wait to see how things play out. Uh, deep 12-teamers, I think he's worth a stash if you have room. But don't cut a player who's actually contributing to your team right now. Yes. Um, Ken, take us to a uh, another sort of interesting uh, option off the waiver wire. Yeah, Shannon and I both wanted to discuss him today. Uh, Shannon was gracious and let him stay on my list. Wendell Carter Jr., center for your Orlando Magic uh, his oh, uh, roster ship did go up last night. I had him at 53%. Yesterday, he's up to 58%. Back from injury again, he had missed five straight games with a reoccurring knee issue. For now, coming off the bench with Goga Batazzi starting. But hey, Wednesday night, Carter, 18 points, five rebounds, two assists, three stocks, which is nice to see because traditionally has not been good at the steals and blocks. Anyway, in 20, 24 minutes, uh, you know, I'm on that continual quest for my third center on a few teams. Uh, only negative is Orlando has three games next week, not four. But kind of assume um, that Carter is going to gradually earn the bulk of center minutes on this Magic squad. Yeah, I agree with that. I think he eventually reclaims the starting role. Um that's that's the role they expected him to have at the beginning of the season and the role he had in past years. His, his biggest question mark is just, can he stay healthy? Um, so I like Carter. I think he's going to see his role uptick here in the coming weeks. I'm going to move on to my first waiver wire suggestion. And it's an old, a, an old favorite of the show, Mason Plumley. <laughs> You know, he's got to be up there. One of the, one of the leaders in mentions in our waiver wire segments over the last handful of years. Uh, Zubac for the for the uh, Clippers. Zubac is, is out with a calf injury for at least four weeks. At least four weeks is what the report says. And, and in his place, Mason Plumley has stepped in the starting lineup, earned a start against the Thunder on January 16th. 28 minutes, 14 points, five rebounds, three blocks. We know what Mason Plumley can offer. He can get you some blocks, not a lot, but. You know, if he's playing 25 minutes, he, he might creep up towards one block per game and get you some rebounds and, and maybe get you 10, 11 points per game. That's about it. But if that holds value in your league, I think he's going to be there for the next month. Used to be a good assist guy for a center, too. But I think that's uh, fading as he's not allowed to touch the ball with all those stars. <laughs> well, uh, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, it's tough when James Harden, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are on your team. There's only so yeah. much you're going to touch the ball. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, can you imagine the epic battles they're having in, in practice in L.A. with Daniel Tice and Mason Plumley just going at it? We need some spy cam on that practice footage. I, I like the suggestion, Shannon. Like you mentioned, we all know what he can do when he gets the minutes. So I, it's good ad. Um, my next suggestion off the waiver wire, he's back, baby. Jeremy Sohan, San Antonio Spurs, 44% rostered. Uh, he's back to playing his real position. 
<laughs> Look what happens. Uh, ranked 94th over the past two weeks, which, again, not that exciting, but compared to what he was doing at point guard when we all dropped him, um, this is better. So I said 94th over the past two weeks, but I got a 12-game sample where he's averaging 12.9 points, 5.8 rebounds, 3.5 assists, 1.4 stocks in 30 minutes a game, which is good because his minutes were up and down a little bit too Yeah, earlier in the season. Shooting very efficiently, 46, 41, 85. Three-point shooting is awesome. He's taking about three a game. The free throw shooting, one hand, awesome. Love it. <laughs> uh, Spurs with four games next week. So I'm I'm willing to just buy in and, and just – he's definitely a stream. Definitely a stream for this week. We'll see what happens after that. Nice to see his percentages improving uh, as he returns back to his regular position because they were getting a little scary low there during the point guard experiment. Yeah, he really, he's just such a great compliment off of Wembenyama at the four. And it's like, yeah. why would you, I don't know. We, we've done this whole bit already. We don't have to, <laughs> they've moved on. All right, well, I'm going to continue the theme of cranky old centers. Uh, and I'm going to repeat somebody from last week, but he's playing well and no one's rostering him. Xavier Tillman, 25-year-old center for your Memphis Grizzlies. Again, Memphis, a team struggling to put a lineup out there because of so many injuries. Uh, Tillman starting and playing huge minutes. He's the only legitimate center on this Grizzly roster. I know I sound like a broken record, but his roster percentage is just too low at 38%. Thursday night, he played 36 minutes, 10 points, five boards, six dimes in two stocks. Look, last four starts, 11 points, six rebounds, four assists, and 2.3 steals and one and a half blocks. Yes, he has a bad free throw percentage like Plumley, but like Plumley, they he also takes very few free throw attempts. And Memphis has four games next week. So a lot of streaming old guy center options this week. Absolutely. Oh, go ahead. Absolutely. And with with Tillman, you know, it's going to be him or Aldama. It's not going to be both, right? It's probably yeah. going to be one of the two. Right now it's Tillman, so he's the guy to ride. I, I can't believe that he's only rostered 38% of leagues after the past week he's had. Criminal. Yeah, we need we need like a broken record section of the waiver wire where it's like there's just five guys who we just would suggest every week Beat when they're the under 50%. Tillman's stats, Tillman's stats are funny too because it's like he just he has he has 20 of them. But you don't know what category they're coming in. You could just like roll five dice and be like, oh, sweet. Uh, nine rebounds, one point, four steals a block. Uh, it's, yeah, it's kind of bizarre, but he's a, he's a good option. Uh, Shannon, who is your next waiver wire pickup? Well, this is a guy we've talked about this year as well, mostly in a negative light. Andrew Wiggins, Golden State Warriors, 52, 53% rostered on Yahoo. He's been frustrating this year, probably having, you know, if not the worst uh, season of his career, one of the worst. Um, but he's showing signs of life over the past three games, all three starts, which it's been a couple months or it, he hasn't started three games in a row since early December, three starts in a row. And these past three games also mark the first time this season he has played 30 minutes or more in three consecutive games. That's really the most encouraging part of it. Over that three-game stretch, 31, 31 minutes, 13.3 points, 14.7 rebounds, 3.3 assists, uh, one block, one three-pointer made. We know, like Plumley, we know what Andrew Wiggins can do. 
that that's 12 team value. Most 12 teamers, at least if you're kind of a standard 12 team roster size, that's good enough value. He's creeping up 102 ranked player over the past week. So he's creeping up in value. And I think he's worth playing and plugging into your lineup until the Warriors decide to switch up their rotation or their starting lineup again. Yeah. He, um, you mentioned it. I mean, when he's played, there's been seven games this year where he's played over 30 minutes. He's averaging 18, five, and three in those games. So uh, you mentioned it with the minutes. Minutes and performance are always good indicators of fantasy value. Sometimes the minutes come before the performance or the performance come before the minutes. But yeah, I think um, you mentioned he's 53% rostered. I think some of the more competitive leagues, it's probably less. I think his, I think his roster percentage is probably a little sticky from some dead leagues that are out there. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, I think that's a, a good suggestion for a pickup. My last suggestion, um, we made this this uh, user who asked about Kennard and Gigi Jackson wait this long. I'm sorry, sir. I know you have work to do. Uh, <laughs> Luke Kennard of the Memphis Grizzlies, 19% rostered is my long shot. He started the past six games. Over the past five, he's averaged 13.6 points, 3.8 boards, and rebounds each, um, or boards and assists each. Three steal, uh, three steals. I can't talk. Three threes. You know what Luke Kennard does? He hits threes. I don't have to tell you that. Memphis has four games next week. Really good chance you get twelve threes out of him. I think he'll continue starting. Um, as to the guy, you know the the our our listener who who asked Jackson or Kennard, the safest option is Kennard. The high upside option is Jackson. But hopefully you don't have to make that decision before tomorrow. Uh, see what happens tomorrow with Jackson's minutes. And then, uh, but I assume Kennard's going to continue playing upper 20s to low 30s the rest of the season. Someone has to play for Memphis, right? <laughs> like they're legally. We're up. at that. We're really at that point in the season. Like I was looking at some of the, you know, the rankings <laughs> over the past two weeks, and I'm like, oh, we're here. We're here. There's a lot of names on this list. I'm like, oh, okay, Chris Dunn is back. Uh, Luke Kennard is back. Mason Plumley's back. Yeah, yeah it yeah. must be must be mid January. <laughs> Well, I struggled to find a long shot. So instead, I kind of wanted to flag a guy to watch. And Alex, you made the same mention. And that's Bruce Brown, now a Toronto Raptor after that Pascal Siakam trade. Brown's rostered in 63% of leagues. But I think that might go down as people somehow might think his role in Toronto is going to decrease. But hey, he came off the bench last night in his debut. Played 25 minutes, 15 points, seven boards, one triple, one steal. Uh, look, this is who he's competing with for minutes. Jordan Wara, Gary Trent, Chris Boucher, and Grady Dick. That's not exactly the 1990s Chicago Bulls there. I think Brown ought to be able to easily carve out 25 to 27 minutes a night. Um, Toronto only has three games next week. So I'm, I think a lot of folks might drop Brown over the next few days and i'd say keep an eye out for him and pick him up uh, i think he will be value uh rest of season good suggestion ken my long shot of the week is jabari walker forward for the portland trailblazers rostered in 16 percent of yahoo leagues walker has made back-to-back -back starts for portland uh kamara who had been starting as small forward is out of the starting lineup and we've got Shaden Sharp, who's out for, I think, the next 10 days to two weeks. Um, right now, 
for as long as Jabari Walker's in the starting lineup, seeing a healthy amount of minutes, I think he's worth a look in 12 and 14 team uh, leagues. Over those two starts, he has played 29 and a half minutes, averages averages of seven and a half points, seven rebounds, um, and one and a half three-pointers. Not much else. Um, it does look like he can hit some threes. He can get some steals uh, based on his per 36 numbers for the year. It's at 1.3 steals, uh, one three-pointer, 48.8% per, 48 from the floor, 77% from the line. So he doesn't really hurt you in those two categories. He's worth a look. Samaki Walker's son, I believe. Um, mm. Give give him a look. Walker. This, go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Alex. No, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, well, I, I mean, uh, two days ago on Wednesday, I wrote a um, an article about like guys to target if you're rebuilding in dynasty leagues. And Walker was one of the guys who just missed the cut for like deep leagues for me. I, I took a look at his stats. Like Shannon mentioned, really interesting stat line averages also like three offensive he's a great offensive rebounder three offensive rebounds per 36 i don't think you mentioned his free throws shannon 4.3 free throw attempts per 36 was a a great number for a guy who it's his second year in the league doesn't get a ton of usage and is also taking threes and is also getting offensive rebounds those three things are really tough to do all together it's just a really active player uh obviously portland's not doing well at all they could be tanking later down the stretch. You might be able to add Walker and get more value in March um, if you're able to hold on to him for longer. So I, that's that's a good suggestion. And his first start of these back-to-back, -back, first start was in place Jeremy Grant. Second start, they slid Jeremy Grant to the small forward position and started Grant at the four and started Walker at the four. Um, DeAndre Ayton uh, is probable for Friday night's matchup. So their starting lineup could change again. Um, and it's worth keeping an eye on things in Portland because I think it's going to be fluid for most of the remainder of the season. Uh, but I like Walker while he's starting. And they got to trade Malcolm Brogdon for picks. And I know Brogdon's, you know, backcourt, but yeah. still they move Brogdon. That opens up minutes for everybody, including Walker. Yep. Uh, I think that wraps it up for our waiver wire segment, Ken, right? That does. Uh, that is the end of the waiver wire segment. And now let's talk about our good friends at FanDuel. Tackle millions in prizes all NFL playoffs long in FanDuel Fantasy Contests. If you're new to fantasy, there is no better time to get in on the action. Because right now, new customers get a 100% deposit match of up to $100 on FanDuel DFS. Playing fantasy for huge cash prizes on FanDuel is fun and exciting. Just draft your lineup and watch your team move up the leaderboard. Now, for this week's playoff action, I know I'm all in on Baker Mayfield against this Detroit Lions defense, but Shannon, who are you looking at? Oh, for for football? Oh. <laughs> Oh, I don't know who I'm looking at on the football side. Yeah, I'm too worried about the Friday night NBA slate, Ken. Hell right? yeah. Go there, you, brother. You know how I go. You know how I go. Come on. Football? Which what girl, is the shade? It's a, why is it like an I, A? What is hey, that? I have, like been handed script. I have been handed some script to read, and I am reading it. I, let me tell you, for 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 basketball, the Friday night basketball slate. We have like, an entire Nick, section to talk about your Friday DFS picks. Yeah, I'm just coming up. Give me, give me Nick Claxton. Give me Jabari <laughs> Walker. All right, for football, of course, I want the Lions. I, I'm gonna go. 
as a homer, I'm going to pick some Lions because I know they're going to stomp the Bucks, and I'm going to pick some Packers because I'm I'm wishfully hoping for the Pack to beat the Niners so the Lions have an additional home game in the postseason. If okay. the Lions, and then then it's Lions to the Super Bowl, baby. Okay, excellent. Get back to preparing for your FanDuel DFS Friday Night Picks, which is coming up next. I will get back to the ad copy. <laughs> Plus, on FanDuel, you can choose from full slate contests featuring multiple games, single game contests, season-long best ball contests, beginner-only contests, which are great for learning the ropes, and more. And when you win, you get paid instantly. So kick off the football player playoffs with a 100% deposit matchup to what which is match up to $100. Go to fanduel.com to start playing for huge cash prizes today. That is uh, exactly what would happen by the way if if like uh, I got asked to do like an NFL hit somewhere they'd be like who do you like in the upcoming uh playoff game? I'd be like you know, and I think that Dick Claxon's actually going to have a pretty big <laughs> night. Um, you know, Brooklyn, they really need him uh, tonight. Uh, so, you know, against uh, against AD. Yeah. Um, well, uh, luckily, gentlemen, you each have an entire segment, as we do every week, to discuss your Friday FanDuel DFS picks. It's a seven-game slate tonight, uh, Friday the 19th. And the highest over-under is Indiana at Portland. Though it's not that high, it's 238.5 points. Take it away, boys. It is high, but we've, we've become desensitized to numbers under 240 at this point. Uh, so it doesn't even, doesn't even register. Uh, as always, uh, for injury updates, which are extremely fluid throughout the day, check the Rotowire lineups page, check the Rotowire injury page. Um, uh, I will say, of of massive note, Victor Wembanyama will not play tonight. Um, I assume Shannon that opens up some value on San Antonio for you against a horrible Charlotte Hornets team, who I believe has one win in the past thirty days. They're not good. They're not good. There's a lot of very bad teams, starting with my Pistons. You know the the former Bobcats, the Wizards, lots of garbage teams in the NBA this season. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I, the, you know, Victor Wembiana being out, of course, creates some value for San Antonio. Where that value is, is kind of hard to determine right now because Zach Collins might be making a return for uh, Friday night's slate. He's been deemed questionable with his ankle injury. He has been out since December 29th was the last time he played. You know, if Collins is active, um, there's a good chance he'll have a limited role. He might get the starting nod, but I would be surprised if he plays more than 22 to 24 minutes. And, and with that, that, that makes him tough to deploy in a fantasy lineup. Uh, on my end, you have Barlow's the other option, but he had a spot start for Wemby oh, about a week ago and didn't really impress. Um, so there's going to be players like Vassell, your boy Sohan, who, who will be options and are decent values on, on both the on both DFS sites, FanDuel and DraftKings. Yeah, we have uh, the on-off court stat stuff. It's on our daily lineups page if you just need a quick quick fix. Keldon Johnson sees the highest usage rate with uh, Wembenyama off the court. Highest usage rate increase, I should say, up to 27%. It's a 7% increase compared to when Wembenyama is on the court. So uh, that's an option as well. Uh, we know they, they need some scoring. Um, 
Let's see. We also have DeAnthony Melton out for Philly. He's been out for a while. Maybe some more for Kelly Oubre. Um, we're not sure about Haquez. I think he's doubtful for this upcoming game uh, for Miami. So there's going to be some uh, extra lineup stuff going on there. Shannon mentioned Aiden, probable for tonight's game. So that's interesting. Uh, and then everything else is pretty chalky on the injury side. So besides, you know, that that Wembyama situation, where are you turning, Shannon? Yeah, with Haquez most likely out, I do think Martin will see more value um, with the Heat. He's probably going to be coming off the bench, uh, but he's 5,500 tonight, which is just a, a manageable salary to get into your lineup. Um, I I really like the Indiana-Portland game. No big surprise yeah. there. I, I actually, you know, and if I were betting, I would bet the over. Um it, it's kind of to be determined what's going to happen with the starting lineup for both teams, because right now, basically every, you know, you've got half of, of Indiana's team is questionable, including Halliburton, Nemhard, Naismith, Siakam. If, if those guys are ruled out again, they all sat out on Thursday night. If they're all ruled out again, that, that brings TJ McConnell, Buddy Heald, Matherin, Miles Turner, Jalen Smith, all of them would be options on the Portland side. You know, Jeremy Grant's under 7,000 um, on, on DraftKings, I believe. Simons, uh, who is coming off a big game, he he's a good value. Uh, Jabari Walker, we talked about ad nauseum already this episode. I'm staying away from Aiton uh, because I don't expect big minutes in his return to action. Yeah, Indiana, uh, terrible transition defense team. Uh, so you should probably expect guys like Jeremy Grant and... Um, you know, Anthony Simons to get out, to get out and run um, in this game. Um, let's see here. We have, yeah, I mean, Embiid versus Orlando, I think is a, a spot where people are going to look, right? Because Embiid is going to be going up against Goga Batatse, uh, Wendell Carter, who, again, we mentioned have been playing well, but uh, it's, I think it's going to be a struggle for them. Probably a lot of double teams coming Embiid's way. Uh, for me, that might be like a points plus assists play on on like a you know a pick'em site, like underdog. Um, but on FanDuel, I think he's going to be a good value as well. Uh, where else are you turning, Shannon? Yeah, a couple a couple of the higher price guys or big name players who I think are just solid values tonight. Mikel uh, Bridges for the Nets, he's questionable. Um, actually, listing is probable, so I expect him to play against the Lakers. He's been turning up and has been better the last uh, few games. I expect him to be see um, to be a decent value tonight. Um, and then my boy Zion Williamson, I just the price is just right for him for <laughs> DFS. Um, I really really like him. He's he's seventy seven hundred on Fanduel in that same range on DraftKings. When he plays. He's pretty much a lock to approach 40 fantasy points. And he has the upside where he can have a 50 or 60 point game. Um, I'll take that safe floor. You know, he is active. Um, it should be a competitive game. Um, not, not really seeing a blowout potential in that one. So with that, I love Zion to as kind of a safe floor upside for a lot more and, and a decent salary. Uh, let's see. Ken, we have your Boston Celtics on the slate. Any any insights for us going up against the Denver Ooh, Nuggets? Denver, I mean, is this a finals yeah. preview, gentlemen? Let's see. I don't know. Um, 
Uh, no, I mean, thank goodness they're healthy again. So it's good to see the big five all back from Boston. But that creates the DFS dilemma of who of all this star-studded top five lineup is going to bust out. Really, same thing for Denver in that they have no bench. All starters have to play ridiculous minutes. Um, but I'd say D. White's due for a breakthrough. Uh, he's been a little quiet as of late. That's made him betting with my heart, not my wallet. But uh, uh, always love me some D. White. Also, public service announcement. Remember that Dallas and Golden State has been postponed tonight due to the very unfortunate passing of a Golden State Warrior assistant coach. So uh, either in your daily move leagues or your DFS work, remember, no Mavericks, no Warriors playing tonight. Very good note, Ken. Um, I think, uh, Shannon, unless you have any parting words, uh, I think that can wrap up our DFS segment. Good to move forward. Okay, Ken, we have a an old man rant that I am, I, I some you know sometimes I don't know what to expect. I'm a, I'm excited to see this because it's something I've also felt like I need to get off my chest for a number of years. Arg! Patrick Williams stinks. He stinks. The Bulls lottery bust has the audacity to expect a twenty million a year five year extension as reported back in October. The guy was picked fourth overall in the 2020 draft. Now in his fourth season, he's averaging less than 10 points and less than four rebounds per game. Last night, he played 23 minutes off the bench versus a depleted Raptors team. In those 23 minutes, Williams gathered zero rebounds, zero steals, and zero blocks in 23 minutes. Plus, he's got that odd thing going on with his hair. You're a millionaire, man. Fix that. Williams is a bum. The Bulls should run him out of town. Arg. He is a role player uh, and not a very good one. I, uh, I think, you know, in fantasy, we talk a lot about guys who you think are going to be good or who are set for a breakout versus do you think is that really what's going to happen? Or do you just want them to, to be like, do you just want Patrick Williams to be good? And I think it's given us an, enough sample size at this point. No, the extension is, is crazy. I mean, I, at best, he's the, the, the fifth starter on a, on a very good team at best. Um, I would, right, if, yeah, go ahead. If, go ahead. if he weren't, if, if he wasn't picked fourth overall, uh, I, I don't think, he would be viewed through the same lens. If he was picked 24th overall, for instance, I don't think we would view Patrick Williams through the same lens. True. But the, the contract demands 20 million yes. a year for that terrible production are just unacceptable. Yeah. Maybe that's his way of being like, you know what? Just get me out of here. <laughs> just, <laughs> please, please don't sign me Chicago. I want, I want to go elsewhere. <laughs> um, okay. Mispronounced names. I didn't type this in, but I see a Santi Aldama. I think I stumbled on it. I just stumbled a little. Oh, I apologize. Yeah, you may have said salty Aldama, uh, which said... I'm, I'm salty <laughs> when he doesn't play 30 minutes a game. Well, I thought salty <laughs> was Shannon's nickname for him, and then I uh, I lost confidence because I couldn't remember if it was the fun nickname or was his real name, and then I stumbled. And, uh, <laughs> I apologize to the larger Aldama family. My apologies. Yeah. Um, okay, everybody. Thank you for joining us on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast presented by Underdogs. <laughs> And FanDuel, Ken, take us out of here. Well, hey, let's go to Utah, where OKC got the win last night. 
Did you know that Jalen Williams is now nicknamed fourth quarter dub? I didn't know that till last night. It's good. Here's what coach Mark Dagno said about him after the win over the jazz where Williams scored 27 points. Quote, the guy lines up and guards a premier matchup every night. And for him to be able to do that offensively and do that defensively is a very complete game. It's very impressive. Attention passengers. This three car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. You need to apologize.